Welcome to Rising Tide, a podcast for career-driven women to find inspiration, find courage, and find their voice. I'm your host, Margaret Winnegar, and for today's solo episode, I want to talk about something that oftentimes is a little taboo. It is something that we can feel a lot of shame about, and even saying the words, we try to find other ways to describe it, and that is getting fired. Now, as somebody who has been fired not once, not twice, but three times, I am particularly passionate about this topic because I don't believe it should be something that we feel shame about. In fact, in my experience and also what I found in my research is that this can be one of the greatest things that happens to us if we allow it to be. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk about this topic partially because of everything that's going on in the world around us right now. And there is a tremendous amount of layoffs happening and people are being let go and fired, but also because studies have found that 40% of working professionals will be fired at least one time in their career. So whether you're listening to this and you have been fired or maybe you haven't been fired yet, there's a high likelihood that this is something that will occur at least once in your career. And so I wanted to do this podcast so it could serve as a resource, but we can talk about the reality of what happens when we get fired. Why does this oftentimes happen? how to work through the aftermath that comes from being fired, what things we can do to make this one of the greatest things that has happened to us, and then how to begin our next chapter. So let's get into it. Let's talk about why we get fired. Now, this is a really interesting one because in my experience, Every one of the times I've been fired, the moment I got fired, before anger kicked in, I felt relief. Now, my terminations, I didn't see coming, but I felt relief because I had known for months that something was wrong and I hadn't done anything about it. I wasn't ready to do anything about it. I didn't want to face what that would mean. And honestly, I was severely burned out in each one of those roles. I hadn't managed my energy well. And so even just the thought of trying to figure out what else was overwhelming. And so here I was in a situation where I was burned out. I was unhappy. I was delivering, right? My results were there, but I needed to go and I was unable or unwilling to make the move myself. And so for me, although being fired felt incredibly humiliating, and I even did an entire podcast on toxic versus tough because I wanted to understand how to know when you should go. And I'll link that for you here. But the idea was that there was nothing wrong with me, but there was a misalignment. And I was willingly choosing to stay in an environment that was no longer a good fit for me. And so often, this is what I see happen in these situations, is that when the firing happens, so often, it's because it's the wrong fit. 
And I think about as a manager and having had to let people go, what I oftentimes remind people of is that there are great people and there are great companies, but they don't always go together. And so in my experience of having to let people go, it wasn't that they themselves were somehow deficient. It just wasn't a good fit. And so for anyone who's been through getting fired, you hopefully have also experienced that realization of like, oh, finding where you were meant to be after being freed from the place that you were trying to make it work because you just didn't know any better yet. Okay. So one of the things that we just all, I want us to acknowledge is that oftentimes when a firing happens, it's usually a bad fit for whatever reason. And I'm not going to get into wrongful terminations. I've (laughs) been part of those too. But even if I were to strip it back in that wrongful termination, it was still a bad fit. So when we look at it that way, getting fired can be a really positive thing because it helps force us out of an environment that we shouldn't be in. And if we allow it to be, we can leverage it to help us figure out where we really belong. If you're still in any way doubting that getting fired can be the best thing that's happened to you, let me just share this one quick stat. There was a 10-year study done on 2,600 executives. What they found is that these executives all experienced major setbacks in their career. Not all of them were terminations, but like huge blunders. And what they found is that 91% of these executives found something just as good, if not better than what they've been doing prior to this huge setback. So I share that again, just to say data is on our side, that this can be a really positive thing for us, which I'll get to. But before I get there, let's talk about working through those emotions. So I started talking about them a little bit. And I wanted to share a quick audio clip from Dr. Jen Rinhouse, because I think you'll really relate to what she has to say. She had been working professionally for over 20 years, had been extremely successful in her career, had always kind of moved up, 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 and was an HR executive. And she was let go and she even knew it was coming. And here's how she describes kind of the early days of an experience that she had after being let go for the first time ever in her career. At that point, I'd been in corporate HR roles for 25 years. That's all that I knew. I mean, I was, I became a mom in a corporate environment. My kids always were used to me being on the road. And I remember the first meeting I went to after like this happened and somebody shook my hand and what do you do? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I didn't know how to answer the question. What Dr. Rindhouse is talking about is so important for us to address. And that is when we tie our identity to our title and even our company. Now I do a whole podcast on titles and and why I think we shouldn't get away from them. And I'll link that here. So if you want to make sure to go take a listen on and some things you can do to help kind of separate yourself from your title. But this is just a great reminder that It's very easy to allow our title and our identity to get interwoven. And so part of what can feel so jarring is when we're let go, laid off, fired, we feel like we've lost our identity because that thing that we use to tell people who we are and where we fit in the world is no longer there. And it's dangerous to do that because it's also the thing we don't have control over. I don't care how good you are at your job. You are not immune 
to layoffs and terminations. And so it's important to separate those. But like I said, take a listen to that podcast episode if you want to learn more about how to do that. Let's talk through the stages of grief because Dr. Rittenhouse is in one of the stages and I'll call it out when we get to it, but there are five known stages in the Kubler-Ross grief cycle and you're mourning a loss. A major change has happened and therefore a loss. And so the first stage is denial. So this may sound like avoidance, just straight up not willing to acknowledge that it's real. It might sound like elation, right? Uh, hell yes, I am so glad. I am so happy. I'm not gonna have the Sunday scaries and I don't have to go into work on Monday, right? Denial. But stage two is anger. Now this is where you start to feel frustration, irritation, maybe even anxiety, right? And I think about this stage for me, this is where I start to actually think about what happened and I get pissed because it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. It doesn't seem right. And I get furious and angry. And then next, which is what Dr. Jen was describing, is what's called depression. And this is where we can feel overwhelmed. We can feel that helplessness. This is a tough stage because we can also find ourselves easily comparing ourselves to other people in this stage, which is not at all in our best interest. But then we start to come back up and we start bargaining. We start looking to find meaning. But this is another part that's really important that we don't get stuck here because another piece of bargaining is we want to reach out and share our story. And that's all well and good if it's done with the intent of productivity. But if we continue to just tell people our story again and again and again and again, for anyone who's done that, you probably will recognize that all it does is it just makes you relive the experience, which means you relive the emotions. And you kind of get into this vicious cycle of just, you go through all of those feelings again. It's like you hit the reset button every time you tell the story. And so it isn't actually a cathartic experience to talk about. And psychologically, there's proof that says that that's not cathartic. It just makes us relive it. So we want to be careful not to get stuck in bargaining. And then the last stage of the grief cycle is acceptance, where we begin exploring options. We start thinking about our new plan and we're ready to start moving on. So I wanted to cover this with you for a couple of reasons. Number one is that it's really important to allow yourself to go through this. It's so easy that we, we start to tell ourselves, oh, I need to get over this. I should be applying for jobs. And oftentimes if you hear yourself saying need and should, that's probably a good sign you're not ready yet. Now, I understand if you're in a situation where financially you can't afford to not find a job. That's a different situation. And of course, you have to do what you have to do. Like that's survival. But if you're in a situation where you know how long you have before you need to find another job, it's really important to give yourself the time you need. And this is going to vary by person. Different people have different skills in their ability to cope and different levels of self-awareness of how to navigate through this. And so this is another thing that's really important is not comparing your experience to someone else's. Sure, you can talk to somebody to understand what did you do that helped you? But at the end of the day, this is your journey. This is your grief process. And it's yours alone. It's not meant to be compared to somebody else's. So keep that in mind. And there is no right amount of time. But chances are when you get to that acceptance stage, 
oftentimes what I have found is that it sounds like instead of you saying, I should go do those things, you start to say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to do that. So keep that in mind when you're trying to figure out like, is it time? Now let's get into the fun part. What I think is the fun part, which is when you're ready, let's turn this, let's just call it a really crummy experience into our greatest advantage. Now, there's something really cool that has recent studies been done by Dan Pink, and he researched regret and the power of regret and actually how regret can be a really great thing. And he, there was one of the studies that they did is they found that when people failed, they had one group go back and understand why they failed. And then they took the test again. And they had another group that, you know, live and learn, like let it go. Like they didn't, they didn't learn anything from the experience. And what they found is that individuals who were able to go back and reflect on why things didn't work performed significantly better than those who didn't conduct any reflection. And so this next part is really important because we're going to use that reflection to help move us forward. There is something super valuable that we can learn from any negative experience, especially ones like getting fired. And so let's talk about what you can do. So one of my favorite things is what I call a postmortem. And in this postmortem, there's kind of three key areas that you want to take time to capture. The first is making time to capture your accomplishments, what you learned during your time in that role, and the skills that you acquired. Now, if you've been doing your QXRs, then this should be fairly easy because you will have already documented your accomplishments, your learnings, and your skills. But if you haven't, this may take a little bit longer. So make sure you sit down and do this because the other piece is you did some amazing things there. And just because it didn't end the way you wanted to doesn't mean that all of that good that you did went away. Now, the other piece of this is as you're looking at it, I encourage you to look at the skills and the accomplishments and try to separate them from the job itself. So looking at it more independent of title, because what we want to understand is what are the things that you were really good at that you're able to do regardless of the role that you held, because that may inform what you look for in the future. All right. So that's part one of the postmortem is accomplishments, learnings, and skills. The second thing is I want you to ask yourself, what do you want to leave behind? What do you want to leave behind? This is a great opportunity to start fresh. I'll give you an example. One of the things that I realized was I was terrible about setting any sort of boundaries at my previous company. I would respond to emails outside of core business hours. I would take meetings outside of core business hours. And I would reply very quickly to my boss. And it was exhausting because it was unsustainable. But because I had set that early on as how I would behave, anything different would look like I was doing less. And so one of the things that I took away is that I wanted to do a better job of having more discipline around how I communicated, when I communicated, and letting people know what to expect from me. So it's things like that. Or what are things that you want to leave behind? It could also look like 
I don't want to work in a startup anymore. <laughs> I didn't really love the fact that I didn't have any resources to help me execute on my job. I had to do all the things myself, right? So it could also look like that. Think about all aspects of what do you want to leave behind? What were things that you didn't really like about what you were doing? What were things you didn't like about the environment that you were working in? What were things that you didn't maybe love about what the company was doing? Think really big here. And I would encourage you, if it comes to mind, write it down. Okay, so that's the second thing. And then the third thing is, what are the things that you will take with you? So again, you learned some great things in this experience. What are the things you want to make sure that you continue on as you move forward? All right, so now that we've done our postmortem, a couple of housekeeping things. If you don't already have a foundation, now is the time I want you to build it. You're going to get a lot of insights from that postmortem that are going to help inform your foundation, but your foundation is this, it's your values. So knowing your personal set of values of what is really important to you as an individual, because you're going to need to look for that when you look for your next role, your superpowers. If you have not already claimed these, this is a must do right now. And again, you'll see your accomplishments. You could do things like Gallup strength finders. You might even just ask your former coworkers, your friends, the things that they see that really stand out about you and let them shower you with that love. But you want to make sure you know your superpowers because you want to know the things, again, what types of things do you work well on? What type of environments do you work well in? That's going to help inform your next step. And then the third part of your foundation is understanding your personal energy. So again, through your postmortem, you'll probably have identified things that drained you and just wore you down, but not in the good way. And there were also probably things that when you think about them, they just sparked you in the best ways possible. So if you haven't already done this work, I've linked a resource for you that you can go through and do those. But in addition to the postmortem, start building your foundation. This is really important because it's going to help inform what you want to look for going forward. All right. So at this point, we should be ready to begin setting our sight on next. And as you begin doing this, you are armed with a tremendous amount of information. You now have a good handle on who are the people that you want to work with, the type of company you want to work for, maybe the quality of life that you want to create. Perhaps career maybe isn't the area you want to focus, even though you're going back to work, it's not going to be your growth area. You know so much that is now going to inform this next step. And so what I want to encourage you to do is write down in an ideal job description. If you could have it exactly the way you want it, what would you be doing? Qualify anything, don't take anything off. What does it look like? And then when you're ready, start sharing with your network this job description. Now, if you're struggling with a job description, you're like, that's just not the way that I am going to do this. Then what I would encourage you to do is What's the type of work that you would want to do? And maybe what are the types of skills that you bring to the table? And you can start taking those around to your trusted advisors to say, here's the things that I'm really good at. What does this sound like? Or do you know someone who's looking for someone like me? These are really great starting points because now what you're doing is you're not looking at what people have to offer and saying, I think I could fit into that. You are now looking at it from the perspective of this is all that I can bring to the table. And where might I be able to execute on that? 
somewhere else. I love this topic because as painful as firings are, and as much as I would never want anyone to go through them, I really believe in my heart that these are incredibly powerful experiences, incredibly valuable experiences. They make us better if we allow them to, and they can help inform a better, more aligned next step in our life and career. And so I am excited to share this with you. I've linked all the resources that I've mentioned, as well as the studies that were referenced, and would love to hear your feedback. If you want to share your termination story, if you want to talk through a stage, or if you want to actually go through a QXR with me, I do one-on-one coaching sessions and can help walk through that with you if that's something that would be helpful. So I am so appreciative of this community. I want to say a big thank you to Josh Reedford for his amazing editing. And thank you to this amazing community. Keep rising, y'all.